wait until she gets lost. Good morning, sister. It's me. You ready? Yvonne. Yeah. Do you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. How you feeling this morning? Good morning. Okay. You want me to? You want to pray for me and Bobby? Yeah. Yvonne. I know he told me. He told me. Okay, you ready? This, this. I know we could talk about it after the um, after the call. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he gonna be okay. God got him. Oh, God got him. I want them for you too. Yes, he got me too, and I got me down. Okay. I love you. You're welcome. I got us. Hello, hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, ladies. Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Hello. Happy Monday, Brother Michael. May I put a prayer request in for my son, Jamal Smith, please? He's uh Okay, hold on. Let me make sure you write it down, Brother Michael. Hold on. You said for your son? Yes, his name is Jamal. Jamal. Okay. And what is we praying for for Jamal? No, uh, he's, he's got some... Just praying for one period. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, I got you, Brother Michael. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Yes, he does. Yep. 
Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Monday, Sister Yvonne. And, uh, I'm sorry, lady, but <laughs> woman of God. Good morning. Uh, God bless everyone on the call. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. God bless you. God bless you too, Sister Lisa. God bless you too. It's Moxie. Moxie, okay. Okay, so I want to put a prayer question for all the children, you know, in each city and the God that will heal and protect them and also pray for Israel, please. Okay, so I want to make sure I got this right. We just asking um, to pray for all the children. Yes. Okay, Who's and what else? And then for Israel. And pray for, for Israel. Israel. Is that a specific person or we just, just Israel? Yeah, just for protection over the people over there. Protection over oh, all. Yes, of Israel. Is I see. Thank you. Okay, I got you. Right. Have a great day. You too. Hello, hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, good morning, God morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Is anybody on the call that would like to say good morning? This is the time we say good morning. Please, we would love to hear your sound. Good morning, Sister Yvonne and Moxie. It's me, Mary. Hello, me, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. This is the Tracy. Good morning, Sister Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. It's always good to hear your beautiful sounds. Oh good my morning. God, it's good to hear y'all beautiful sound early in the morning. Monday morning. Monday morning. Yes. God is good all the time. Yes. No matter yes. what it is, He always looks out for us. Amen. Yes. Yes, He does. Yes, He does, Yvonne. Yes, He does. He got us. He's an on-time God. Your, that song, when you said that, you know, that song, he's an mm-hmm. on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. that? Hello? Okay, come on. We got to stay focused on Come on. Hello. Welcome to the Grand Victory. God bless you guys. I love you guys. Good morning. If anybody on the call that would like to say good morning, we would love to hear your beautiful sound this morning. Good morning. It's Susie. Hey, Susie. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm glad. Can you please keep me in your prayers? Yes. Got you, Susie. Thank you so much. We are keeping you in prayer. Thank you. We love you. I love you all. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome. Oh, oh glory be to God. This is going to be okay. Yes. Thank yes, you it so is. much. God, so, so. He got you, sir. 
he's holding you right now. Just rest, rest in him. Just rest on the Father. Thank the God and machination. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Good to hear your call. Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. It's Kind Kim. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Kai Kim. It's good to hear your sound this morning. Uh, Hi, ladies. Thank you, Blessings. <laughs> you hear right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Go ahead, Yvonne. Good Good morning, God is good all the time, and he does have my back. Thank you, sis. Good morning, Maxie. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning, Lisa. God is good. Yes, he does. He got us, you guys. And if anybody, after you say good morning, I just want to just remind, um, after we say good morning, we put our phone back on mute. So please, because I hear, like, different backgrounds. Hello, anybody else, you guys? Good morning. Happy Monday. We're on the wake-up list. God is good. He loves us. He got plans for us for today to give us life and life more abundantly. Let's say good morning. Is there anybody on the call that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your beautiful sound this morning. Hey, 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 sound the alarm in Zion. Sound the trumpet in Zion. For yes, this is a new day. For this is a brand new day. New mercies and grace. Hallelujah. Unmerited favor. Hallelujah. Let's do Come it. On. Let's give him what's due because he honored us and gave us a new breath today to praise him, to thank him, to get it, to do more. I love y'all. Let's do it. Have a great yes. day. I love you, Living Water. I love you. I love you, Moxie. I love you. She was talking to you, girlfriend. (laughs) She was talking to you. Oh, God. But it looks like it's that time, everyone. Yvonne, is there anybody else before I start that would like to say good morning before we get started? Okay. I really need, Yvonne, could you put your phone on mute for me, sis? I can um, finish. I can get, get away from my snoring, son. Let's see. All right. Good morning. God morning. Let's get started. I'm pulling up the script. All right. Here we go. Hello. My name is Moxie Mona, and the greeting you just heard is Yvonne Mary Lachaud. And we thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Central, and 9 a.m. Eastern time to edify, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of October where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declare will focus on 
the how to, I mean, we'll focus on the how to continue God's work by being a leader in his plan. Make sure you invite a friend so they could be blessed too. There, hello, I think I hear um, some noise. Could you please mute your phone? And there is one announcement for today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters, for married couples and married hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight between 6.30 and 7.30 Pacific time, between 8.30 and 9.30 Central time, and between 9.30 and 10.30 Eastern time. You'll be happy that you did. I did not see any prayer on the um, app, but we had several spoken um, requests. Okay, let me get them real quick. The first one is Yvonne is asking for us to pray for her boyfriend Bobby. His 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 arm is back is in a lot of pain, and also pray for me, um, for my healing in my in my body also. Um, Brother Michael, he is asking for us to um, pray for his son Jamal. Just pray for him, just well-being and um, what God has for him. Sister Lisa is asking for us to pray for all the children, just all the children, and to pray for also for Israel, for what's going on over there in Israel. And Sister Susie is asking us to, of course, keep her lifted up in prayer. Okay? In the order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. And then the declaration will be brought by Lavelle. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. And the declaration will be brought by Lavelle. Then we're going right into closing comments hosted by our declare, which is Lavelle. Um, the scripture for today comes from Galatians 4 and 7. And it reads, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Can we read that again? Galatians 4 and 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Once again, everyone, please look down at your phone. Double check and triple check and make sure that you're muted until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. And God bless everyone. I love you, but you know our Heavenly Father loves us more. You have a blessed day. Thank you, Mona. Thank you, Yvonne. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be glad in it, O God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, brand new day that we have not seen, brand new mercies, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that you watched over us last night, oh God that you let no hurt, no harm or danger come nigh to us or our dwelling places. And for that, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for food on our tables, God. Thank you, God, for our health and our strength, oh, God. 
Thank you, God, for us being in our right mind, but our mind stays on you, Lord Jesus. We come asking, oh God, that you forgive us for our sins, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, God. We give you honor, God, on this morning, God. Oh, hallelujah. I give you Yvonne, oh God, in the name of Jesus, praying for Bobby, oh God, and pain in his body, God. Mona, God, and healing for her body, God. Michael and his son, Jamal, God, in the name of Jesus. Lisa, praying for the children, God. Susie, oh God, for healing and deliverance, oh God. And Stephanie, oh God, in the name of Jesus, for healing in her body as well. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace is upon you, Father God. And by your stripes, we are already healed, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So we're going to walk in our healing, God. We're going to believe you for our healing, oh God. You, God, put stripes on your back, oh God, so that we might be healed, that we might be delivered, and that we might be set free on today, God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we're going to walk upright in who we are in you, Father God. All our pain, all our worries, Father God, we're going to give them to you, oh God, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we thank you that you gave your only begotten son so that we might be free on today. We thank you for freeness of you, freeness in life, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you brought us out of darkness into your marvelous light, oh God. Thank you, God, for creating in us a clean heart and renewing a right spirit within us, oh God. Thank you, God, that we can't just dress up the outer man, that we have to clean up our heart, oh God, because you look at our heart and you said in your word, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see Jesus. And we want to see you, Lord God. We want to see you, God. When all is done, God, we want to see you, God. Hallelujah. So we thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our lives, oh God. Decrease in us so that you may increase, oh God. We thank you, God, for declare victory, oh God. Hallelujah. We pray for all those that are represented on this call. I apply the blood of Jesus over everyone under the sound of my voice, God. I thank you, oh God that you continue and camp your angels round about us, oh God. I pray for our children, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Our grandchildren, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it sounds like. We will stand on the word of God. We will trust in your holy word, oh God. So we come humbly to your throne of grace on this morning, God. 
And we thank you, oh God, for the ability to give your name praise, glory, and honor, God. We pray for marriages on today, God. I pray that you continue to bind us in love and bind us in unity, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Let us love like you love the church, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We are your ecclesia, oh God. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we stand flat-footed and will tell anyone what you've done for us. We thank you for the ability, oh God, to go out into the highways and the byways and compel men and women. Oh, hallelujah, have your way in our lives, God. Let us know who we are in you so that we can tell someone else about you, what you've done for us, God. If we don't do nothing else, God, just tell them what you've done for us, God. If we've done enough, God, hallelujah, be a great representation of who you are in our lives. Live holy, live holy, fast and pray and read our word in the name of Jesus. We, oh God, pray for those that are incarcerated, oh God. May they find you. May they not be locked up in their mind, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for those that are out in the elements, oh God. I pray that they will find the covering, oh God, that they will find you in their quiet hour, oh God, that they will find peace in their mind, oh God, and peace in their hearts, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And if housing is what they seek, oh God, I pray, oh God, that they will find four walls that will cover them and cover their families in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that they will find food and shelter in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, for using me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Continue to use me for your glory and for your honor, oh God. I ask, oh God, in the wee hours, oh God, in the wee hours, oh God, when we can't sleep, oh God, that we will reach, oh God, and get on our knees and pray, oh God. Pray for someone else, oh God, to be healed, to be delivered, and to be set free, oh God. I pray, oh God, that when we don't know what to do, God, when we don't know what to do and we are confused, oh God, that we call on the name of Jesus. There is power in that name. I thank you, oh God, for us being leaders in our community, oh God. Hey, I say thank you, God, for the ability to let our light shine, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I pray, oh God, for that lost soul, oh God. I pray, oh God, that someone will cross their path, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and tell them, oh God, who you are, oh God and how they can come closer to you, Father God. So as we take our phones off of mute, oh God, to give your name praise, glory, and honor, God. If we had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough to give your name praise. So as we take our phones off mute, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor, and we give you praise. And it is in Jesus' name that we give thanks. Amen. And amen as I pass the call. Good morning, good morning, God morning, great morning to everyone. Uh, uh, Rochelle, I got it, I got it, I got your text. I'm on it, I'm on it, thank you. All right, um, again, God has shown us another expression of his love, another opportunity to be on the line. We are in the land of the dying, on our way to the land of the living. I wanna thank everyone who has played a part uh, in the call this morning. Thank you so much for all that you do. Amen. 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 Uh, it's been a while since um, I've declared, so let's see if I can um, <clears throat> do what I've been asked to do this morning. So y'all know I don't know how to do declarations, so I decided to pick a scripture, and um, in case the declaration don't 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 work, um, I know how to do, as Rochelle says, the Bible. Um, found and nestled in the Word of God in Second Chronicles. Let me see. Second Chronicles. Yeah, I think that's where I want to go. Second Chronicles. Uh, for the sake of time, I just want to look at verse 15. Second Chronicles 20, verse 15. Um, uh, and it says, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. And, and I, I, um, somebody please mute your line. I'm just hearing an echo. Um, and um, let me declare this morning, I, I, I'm on this line, this, we're on this line uh, this morning, um, and let me just uh, tag it and say, I came to do battle. I came to do battle. When you get a chance, read uh, the entire 20th chapter of Second Chronicles, um, uh, and you'll, you'll see where I'm, where I'm going. Um, Dr. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Dr. Warren Wiersbe, he writes in a book on worship, a great sentiment regarding this sacred act that, that I'm sure most, if not all of us, really love to do. Um, I, know, I know for me at my, my sacramental church the last two Sundays, I couldn't even preach because worship was so thick. Um, and, 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 and I recognize when the spirit is moving that sometimes, um, uh, you, you just can't preach and you don't need to preach. There are some who believe that, um, you should preach anyhow, but, um, I just, I, I believe, uh, that we don't need a new word. We don't need another sermon. We don't even need another declaration. The truth of the matter is we need to begin living up to the truth that we already have. Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, to the Corinthian church, 
you know what's right. You know how to do what's right. So there's really no excuse for you not doing what you're supposed to be doing. He says, you got utterance and understanding. Or my mama said it like this, boy, you know better. And if you know better, you ought to do better. And Dr. Warren Wiersbe says, worship by and large happens from the redeemed heart, but manifests itself in three ways. I mean, Wiersbe argues and contends that some people see the act of worship in this um, and, and church or even even this line, this declared victory line, uh, I believe it's a sacred place, but I believe some people see it as a playground. But I like when Wearsby begins this way because my mama said it this way, um, you ought to be careful where you play and the church or declared victory is not a place for that at all. He then goes further in and deeper down and says, some people look added as holy ground and I can't help but concur that 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 the church is a place dedicated to the worship of our sovereign and ubiquitous God but he goes further in and deeper down when he says that not only uh, is this not a playground and not only is it to be just sacred or holy ground but when you really come to know the church of the living God uh, this place is a battleground that this is where spiritual warfare happens at its best. And that's what I love about this line, uh, because those of you who are really serious about what you're doing for the Lord understand that when we get up every morning to get on this line, this is where spiritual warfare happens at its best. When we think of the sonship of, of our relationship with God, uh, uh, spiritual warfare happens right here at its best. And if Wiersbe is correct, it gives credence and clarity to the argument of Dr. J. Riggins Earl in his book, Dark Symbols and Obscure Signs, because in his text, he argues and he contends that, that, that we as, as, as an African-American people, or those that, that go to the traditional church, if you will, we differ in worship than anybody else on planet Earth. He says, um, from the days of slavery all the way into now, our worship is just different. Our prayers are filled with passion. Our songs are testimonies to melodies. And our worship is not just some dead, docile, defunct worship. But when we come to church, we come to have church. I mean, I mean, when you get there, I mean, you're there, you might as well go on and have church. And if both these authors are correct, and I believe synergistically they are, if you look at the history of the worship of people who were born in church, raised in church, reared in church, I mean, I, I, I think uh, even in my two churches, I think today's church is just a little bit different for us because coming in, asking people to give God a hand clap of praise, that, that's a new thing because in the old church where I grew up, people came in with a thank you on their lips and a hallelujah on their tongue. In the old church during revival, uh, the front row was known as the mourner's bench and it, it wasn't just reserved for the dignitaries, but for people who needed to get right with God. They literally intended on folks getting saved and so they left the first row uh, so that in case you were not born again, you could sit there and you can get right with the Lord Jesus. I mean, I remember that you couldn't sing in church, you couldn't usher in church, you couldn't you couldn't do anything in church until you knew that you had a personal testimony of your own. Nowadays, we kind of just sign folk up like you do at the social club. But when I was coming up, 
Uh, we didn't care how pretty you could sing soprano. If you didn't know Jesus for yourself, you didn't have any idea what you were singing about. And you'd come, uh, and you'd have to come before the whole church. And I remember in the old church, the church clerk would come down and say, give an honor to God, pastor members and friends. Today we have Sister Lefto, and she's going, and she's here to make a statement. And if you didn't get that statement right, you had to go back and sit on the mourners bench. I mean, I mean, y'all, it didn't feel like it does today. I mean, we, we we didn't have cushion pews to sit on. We didn't have no heat, no air conditioner. I mean, it wasn't like that. No, there was there was there was no orchestra in in the in the in the pit, if you will. There was no robe choir in the choir stand. No, no, we 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 had an old beat up piano with a messed up C in the middle of it that could that could have play. And 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 if you remember in the old church, they give you a funeral home fan with Martin Luther King Jr. on the other side of Mahalia Jackson. I mean, I mean, women wore hats, and some of those hats were not fashion statements because they were just to cover your head. And and some of them, well, well, let let me just be honest. I mean, they they was just downright ugly. Some of them hats was ugly. I mean, they had peaches and pears and apples, but but the church back then, you know, they they had real church. Uh, If you remember in the old church, the mother's board sat to the left, the deacon board sat to the right, didn't have all the instruments, but just the magnificent of the tapping of the floor with a shoe with a hole in the bottom of it. But they knew how to have church and the church had a moan to it. And I, I really don't know what has happened to our moan, but perhaps we become too educated, too dignified. But but I still like a moan in church. Uh, I mean, for those of you who are musically inclined, it was not uh, a, a seven-note scale. No, no, it wasn't do, re, mi, fa, uh, sol, la, ti, re, do, but, but it was a pentatonic scale. And that's all they needed. And they were going to sing you happy with those five notes. And the old church would moan until babies would stop crying, moan until sinners would just start walking down the aisle. I mean, I, I really don't know what's happened. I mean, some of y'all too young, but when I was coming up, y'all, we, we had real church. Folks came to shout and there was no such argument as I don't feel like having church. They'd lift the windows and you'd hear those deacons lining hymns and they, would, would, they wouldn't stand and talk to God because that was far too much, but they would bring a chairs and set them in the middle of the aisle and, 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 and before they start praying, uh, uh, I don't know if Dee and them are on the line, but, but they take that beige handkerchief out of their back pocket. I mean, it took me years to realize that it wasn't really beige. It just been in their pocket a long time. I mean, and they, they sing hymns when I was coming up, like God be old thou great Jehovah pilgrim through this very land. And I can remember church back then. We didn't have big crowds like we do now, maybe on Easter, 150, 200 people or so, but folks had pews that they sat on. And if you sat on one of their pews, they was going to tell you to slide down or to move. And in some churches, they had a little uh, a placard on the end to let you know who bought that pew. And they tell you, my great grandmama bought this pew. This is our seat. I mean, I would be sitting in the back of the church. Y'all, my daddy was a deacon. My mama was an usher. I ain't always been in the pulpit with a suit on and with a tie on, y'all. But I'm in the back of the church eating now laters, uh, eating sugar babies, sweet tarts, and when I could get away with it, pop rocks. And y'all, we 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 had a woman who we had a woman who was the matriarch of of, of our church, the First Morning Star Baptist Church, 1501 90th Avenue in Oakland, California. Sat on the second row every Sunday, wore the same hat all the time, and she and her girlfriends came to do battle. 
I mean, they had plans on shouting the whole service. I mean, their purses were huge because they had all kinds of stuff in there, orange juice, apple juice, needle thread, Q-tips, second pair of shoes. You know, that's how you know that people came, really came to have church. It was premeditated. I mean, they, they really thought about this. You see, the orange juice and the apple juice was in case somebody's sugar got too low and they can boost that sugar back up. The needle and thread was there just in case somebody ripped a dress. I mean, they didn't come in like us. They didn't. They didn't have to sweat through a suit get a to get a praise team, a big choir. No, no. They 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 came with uh, a premeditated worship on their hearts, and I can hear those old women getting ready to shout. And y'all, I'd be sitting in the back of the church just cutting up the whole service, and I would watch um, uh, Mother Threadford's knee because that was the key. And 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 when that knee started to bobble, we started to count her down: ten, nine, eight. And by the time they got to that third verse of God, me, old thou great Jehovah, where it says, open wide thy Christian fountain, let your healing waters flow. She would just shout, ah, folk would holler and, and they would pack them out of church and they would take them to the fellowship hall. For those of you that know the old church, it wasn't like it is now, you know, the sanctuary, you know, you was in the sanctuary, the pastor study was right uh, to the right. Uh, 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 about the size of a closet and, and next door was the fellowship hall where they was frying the fish and the chicken for the three o'clock service because you wasn't going nowhere no time soon. And, and, and folk would shout until ushers that, that went to Phantom got happy and the folks that was toting them out of the church was shouting as they left. And, 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 and we'd have to be quiet in the sanctuary and listen to everybody shout. And then since you couldn't beat them, you might as well go on and join them. So everybody's shouting. So one Sunday in an almost ignorant fashion, a young man asked his father, why do they act like that every Sunday? Why do they have to shout on the same song at the same time, doing the same song at the same spot, wear the same hat, pack the same purse with the same apple juice, orange juice, needle thread, Q-tip? Why? Why does she have to do that every Sunday? And his father said something that I will never forget. His father looked at him with the blinker on as he was turning the corner, said to him, what difference does it make? She ain't shouting for you. He said, but since you asked me, son, these older people come to church with mountains they can't move, valleys they can't endure, with problems they can't solve. So while you are laughing in the back of the church, they're doing spiritual warfare. It's because they came to do battle. And that's what I'm trying to say to you, my brothers and sisters. I'm hoping it's some people on this line this morning who didn't come to play on declared victory. You didn't come to spectate. You, you came because you got problems you can't solve. You got valleys you can't endure. You got situations you can't get out of because I need some folks on this line who are open, earnest, and honest enough to admit that I didn't come to play around, but I came to declare victory because I'm here to do battle. Well, it, it's the second writing of Chronicles. I mean, it's a dynamic. Uh, the story of it, it is of this dazzling story from its foundation, um, 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 from Father Abraham all the way down now to King Jehoshaphat. He, he's an old man now, and 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 the people that he could have destroyed years ago, but 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 God let let him give them mercy have now come together against him to destroy Jerusalem and Judah. But I like how the story goes. Read it when you get time, because when they hear that this vast army is coming together to come against them, the Lord moves on a young man whose name is Jehaziel and tells Jehaziel 
Jehaziel, he says, Jehaziel, go tell the king and the congregation. Wait, it's like having an announcement for the president of the United States. It's like saying, hey, everybody sit down because God's got something to say. So they hear Jehaziel and he tells them, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. Don't trip. Ain't no trouble. It's because the battle that you think belongs to you, it actually belongs to God. And in case they don't understand it, he says, the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. And then he tells them the instructions. Now, the king then rises up and places his face on the ground, my brothers and sisters, and begins to worship Almighty God. And I love it because the people begin to do what they see the king is already doing. He positions them on a cliff in the midst of the valley so they can overlook into the wilderness of Tekoa to watch the battle happen down in the valley. And what I get so excited about this text is this, in the heat of the battle, he does not send in the infantry. He does not send in the army. He does not send in the priests. But watch this. He sends in the praise team. And they begin to worship God. God sets up ambushments. And I like that word. It means God turned the enemy on themselves. And they destroy each other so that they end up with victory without a battle. Can I tell y'all while I'm de why I'm declaring this? Because I believe that we still got victory without even having a battle. You just have to have enough sense to realize you're not here to play around, but you're here because you got something to fight for. I'm, I'm hoping there's a single sister fighting for the life of her children on the line. I've come with the word that you're here to do battle. I hope there's a married couple on the line on the verge of giving up because I've, I've got good news for you. He's still the Lord of hosts. He's still the God of battle. Can I tell y'all why I'm declaring this? There are people on this line that need healing and deliverance, who need strength and joy, restoration and redemption. And y'all, I didn't come to play this morning on this and, and declaring this word, but I came so that when we get through worshiping and when I get through declaring, transformation takes place, lives are changed, families are restored. I, I just need a few of y'all who got something to fight for, but hold on because if you ain't got nothing to fight for, hold on, take a chill pill, relax, uh, maybe somebody who's declaring tomorrow will catch you tomorrow. But I want to talk to some people on the line who's got something to fight for. Uh, uh, somebody needs to say, I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my son. I'm fighting for my daughters. I, I, I didn't come to play on declared victory. I, I didn't come to, 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 to spectate, but, but, but I, I'm, here to do, I'm here to do battle. I ain't got time to be cute. I ain't got time to be handsome, but I'm here to do battle. Y'all, and truth of the matter, that's my whole declaration. That's, that's really all I came to teach. But if you just give me a few minutes, let me tell you what to expect from God when you're here to do battle and your worship is welfare, warfare. Number one, you should expect for God to send you a sure word of prophecy. Don't miss it. Because, because, because I, 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 um, I, I love gospel music. Let me say it that way. I, I love gospel music. I'm, I'm not a fan of this new stuff. But but I'm a fan of Thomas Dorsey, Mary Mary. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not too much of a fan with this contemporary traditional. Matter of fact, John P. Key is going to be in Stockton on next Sunday, and I got front row tickets, so I can't wait to get there uh, to go see John P. Key. I love Hezekiah Walker. You know, I, I love it. I love praise and worship, y'all. I just love it. But when you're in the midst of spiritual warfare, I don't want a song. I want a word from the Almighty God. You see, when you got hell breaking loose in your house, 
when you got the devil trying to destroy you, when you got the enemy trying to annihilate you, when you got satanic traps and demonic figures trying, literally trying to destroy you, when you got stuff going on that people can't see but the naked eye, you ain't got time for a cute song. You need a word from the Lord. I, I, I need somebody who needs a word from the Lord. Check out the problem in the text. Jehoshaphat is now an old man. And I like how God does things because he waits until Jehoshaphat is too old to fight. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I mean, he waits till Abraham is too old to have a baby. He waits until Mary is too old to conceive. He waits until Elizabeth is too out of shape to do it. But why does God wait like that? He does it for one reason and one reason only, so that when he gets through with it, you can't take the credit. You've got to give the credit to God. Watch the text one more time. Jehoshaphat has a problem. He's old. He, he also has a predicament, and, and, that, and that is the armies that have been uh, against him as nations have now come together. But hold on. I did my homework and my research on this, and you know what I discovered? The three nations that come together to fight Jerusalem and Judah don't even like each other. Isn't it amazing when God is getting ready to bless you, you can have people who don't even like each other get together to try and come together and hurt you. But here's what I love. In the midst of the problem in the predicament came a prophecy. And here's the prophecy. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. Okay, wait, hold on. In the midst of the problem and the predicament came the prophecy. Here's the prophecy. The battle is not yours, but it belongs to the Lord. Okay, maybe the reason you're not shouting or lifting your hands right now is because your God is too small and your problem is too big. But I got good news for you. If the battle belongs to God, you can't lose. How would you act if you knew that victory was already yours? God has never seen a sinner he couldn't save. He's never seen a mountain he couldn't move. He's never seen an enemy he couldn't annihilate. He's never seen a tumor he couldn't shrink. He's never seen an army he couldn't defeat. He's never seen a disease he couldn't get rid of. You ought to tell yourself, I got God on my side. I want to know how would you shout? How would you lift your hands? How would you praise if I told you because God is on your side, you automatically win? I mean, I need some people on this line today to really look at yourself and, 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 and say to yourself, I've been struggling with this thing for a while, but I realize if the Lord is with me, everything's going to be all right. That's why when, we come, when it comes to this word, I would rather have a word from the Lord, a word that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. A word that says I'm the head and not the tail. A word that says I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed and not cursed. A word that says even though my life may be falling apart, if I just hold on, he can take those fragments and those broken parts of my life, mold them back together because whoever loves God, you can testify it will work together for your good if you hold on long enough. I, I mean, I need some people today who came thirsty for a word, looking for a word, asking God for a word. And here's your word today. You can't lose with God on your side because of your sonship. You've already won. It's already done. God will fight for you. Okay, wait. Let me just run it by you one more time. This is for all you Powerball playing, lotto, peel-off, scratching, uh, you know, all of y'all to go to Cash Creek and all that. You know, you know, prophecy is nothing more than history written in advance. You missed it. Let me rewind it. 
I said prophecy is nothing more than history written in advance. Prophecy is tomorrow's news today. Prophecy lets you see around the corner while you're still sitting at the red light. What I just gave you was a prophetic utterance that was good for Jerusalem and Judah, but it's also good for every believer who understands that God has raised his son from the dead you've already won. So if I was to stand here and tell you that next week's uh, Powerball that's going to be worth $480 million is 35, 60, 22, somebody probably saying, wait, wait, let me write that down. Let me write that down. You know, some of you probably ain't said amen while I'm uh, uh, declaring this morning, all morning, but you're going to write that down so you can use it. I just told you the battle is not yours. The struggle is not yours. You ain't got to be worried about it. You ain't got to be scared. The Lord is going to fight for you. And we ought to get excited. We ought to get excited that, that, that we will live and not die. I mean, I, 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 I wish I had some people on here who, who, who needed a sure word of prophecy so I can tell them that if God is on your side, everything else is going to be all right. If, if you're here for the battle, you, you need a sure word of prophecy. And this word is for you today. The battle is not yours. It belongs to God. But not only should you expect a sure word of prophecy, but watch the second shift of this, this disclosure. You've got to expect victory based on the principle. There's a lie, my brothers and sisters, floating around Christendom that we must put an end to. And the lie is simply this, that God will never put more on you than you can bear. If anybody ever tells y'all this, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God allows more on you than you can bear all the time, because if you didn't have a load that you couldn't carry or an enemy you couldn't defeat, you wouldn't need God in the first place. God allows enemies you can't handle. God permits problems you can't solve, only for you to get to the place where Israel and Judah are. Watch the text. The Bible says these armies are too big for them to handle. And I like it, my brothers and sisters, because of where he sits the people of God. He tells them to go to the cliff in Z, Z-I-Z. You missed it? I did too. You don't fight on a cliff. You fight where you got good footing on the ground. Now, why would an intelligent, wise, sovereign, ubiquitous, voracious God send his people to a cliff to fight a battle? Can I tell you why? Because when you're on the cliff, that's the highest point for you to watch the battle that takes place. Fighting wasn't for them. Fighting was for God. Worshiping was for them. And watching was their job. And so God put them in a high place where they could watch the Lord work it out. I wish you would just touch yourself and say, work it out, God. Work it out, God. I just need a few of y'all who've seen God work out some stuff. I'm getting excited. Wait, wait. But hold on, hold on. Because, see, all y'all can't testify some of y'all ain't never had God work nothing out in your life, but I need some folks on the line with gray hair. I need some folks on the line with gray hair who knows he can work it out. Why? Because you've seen what God can do. I ain't got to tell you what somebody told me. I've watched God fix some stuff that nobody else can fix. But hear me carefully. Watch this ship. He sits them on the cliff. But the substance of the victory is not found in what they do. It's what they believe. Now, hear me when I tell you this, that, that belief is the fundamental tenet of Christianity. And either you believe God or you don't. Belief is like being pregnant. Either you're expecting or you ain't because there's no middle ground. By the way, parenthetically speaking, let me throw this in as a foothold. 
foot as a footnote, when you really believe God, other folk will think you crazy. That's a surefire way of letting you know that you're on the right track. Because if people think that you're reasonable and they think that you're pretty cognitive and everything looks to be adding up and subtracting, that's not belief, that's reason. Faith and reason kiss every time because reason runs out when faith runs up. And there's always a place where you can't solve it, can't place it, can't fix it, can't do it. It's going to take somebody who can look at you and say, but I believe God. When you believe God, you believe some incredible, ridiculous stuff that ought to make other folks think that you're somewhat psychotic. And some of y'all on this line are really crazy. That's why you're on the line this morning, because you're just about as crazy as I am. I mean, you believe in some God you can't see way up in heaven, wherever that is, who loves you so much down here that he woke you up this morning and started you on your way. Wait, it gets worse. You believe that this God dispatches angels to your charge and that he will make demons flee from you at the same time. You're so crazy enough to believe that he orders your steps according to his word and fills you with somebody called the Holy Ghost. You are crazy enough to believe that this God decided to save us and so he peeled off his divinity and put on you humanity came through 42 generations, get this, born of a teenage virgin in a cow trough in Bethlehem. On the night of his birth, cosmological constructs shifted. One star got happy and outshined the rest. And here's the real kicker. Wise men came from the east just to worship him and give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. At 12 years old, you believe he confounded the doctors and the lawyers in the temple. And at 30 years old, got baptized in his, by his first cousin and homeboy, John the Baptist. You're here because you believe on the day of his baptism when he came out of the water, the Lord let a cloud get happy and make it say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You're so crazy that you believe that when he got to Canaan, he turned water to wine without grace. And you believe that a woman one day caught the hem of his garment while he was walking through town and grabbed it. And when she grabbed it, something happened on the inside. You're crazy enough to believe in on this line that they marched him up the Via Dolores laid his body on the cross, nailed him to it, hung him high, stretched him wide. He bowed his head and then he died. Wait, it gets worse. He hangs his head, he dies, and then goes down the hill, pays out your lease, gets up three days later with all power in his hand. Wait, it goes further. On top of that, all y'all are waiting on him to come back. I need somebody to say to yourself, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I believe it. I need somebody on this line who's seen what God can do to just say to yourself, I believe God, I've seen what God can do. Because when you believe God, you look foolish to other people who are extremely intelligent. And that's why you have to decide who you're going to serve. All right, let me tell y'all this and I'm done. Stories told, stories told about a fella, I, I said this before, but it fits right here, uh, who had bad credit and he was trying to buy a house and he went to the credit repair class, but didn't, uh, but it didn't lift his score high enough for them to give him a loan. So he spotted a house he knew God told him uh, was his house, had a Remax sign for sale in, in the driveway. And so he decided to start cutting the grass and trimming the hedges. Some of y'all, I know this too much for y'all. It don't make sense, but I understand. I got you. But that's why I believe God. He starts cutting the yard, trimming the hedges every week, going to the house the Lord said was his house. He went back to several banks. They denied him because of too many inquiries about his credit. His credit score was not high enough. And they told him, just wait, we'll give you a house in about another year. The man said, that's all right. The Lord already showed me my house. 
and he would cut the grass and trim the hedges for eight and a half months in the in Texas, in the hot Texas sun. This dude would cut the grass and trim the hedges. One day, a black Lexus pulled up in the driveway while he was out there cutting the grass in the hot Texas sun. Black Lexus pulled up in the driveway, and a man gets out and asks this dude on the lawnmower, why have you been cutting the grass and trimming the hedges? The man said, because the Lord told me this was my house. And the man from the car said, well, hold on, sir. You need to get a loan. Are you approved? He said, no, the bank's done rejected me, but I just believe what God done told me. And I'm just going to keep this looking nice and neat before, because this is where I'm, I'm going to be living soon. And so the man gets back in the car. He drives off, but he makes the block and comes back around, pulls back in the driveway. He says, sir, come here. He said, are you crazy? He said, you can call me whatever you want to call me. I'm just going to keep believing God that this is where I'm going to stay. The man said, well, I'm the owner of this house, and it's one of several houses that I'm trying to sell. And since you're just crazy enough to believe God, I'm crazy enough to give you the keys. Gave him the key. But wait, hold on. That ain't the shout. Can I give you the shout real quick? The man tells him, now you got the key. You can go ahead and move on in. He said, oh, I put my stuff in the garage three months ago. i just been waiting on you to show up. And I need some people on here who will go ahead and tell the Lord, thank you right where you are because you believe God. You ought to tell yourself, I'm going to praise him because I believe victory is already mine. I got to get out of here, but, but you can expect for God to give you a sure word of prophecy. You ought to tell yourself the battle's not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Secondly, you can expect for God to show, to show up with you having victory based on the principle. You ought to tell yourself, I believe God. I'm believing God right now. Uh, you ought to tell yourself, that's why I'm here on a Monday morning, because I'm believing God today. In fact, uh, 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 if you know somebody who ain't believing God for nothing, next time you see him, you ought to tell him and ask him, what are you believing God for? But then lastly, as I try and get out of here, he shows you power in your public display of praise. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's something fascinating that happens in this text. Because when they get ready to go and fight this massive army, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat calls up the praise team. And the Bible says as they begin to praise and worship God, all of a sudden the Lord from heaven sets up ambushments against the enemy. They turn against themselves and victory comes to the people of God. See, too often times, y'all, we get on this line to play. We come to church and we play church, but we got to ask. Uh, we got to ask you, you in church to give the Lord a hand clap. But when you understand what worship really is, you'll come in saying, I'm here to do battle because I ain't got time to play. Can I just explain that to y'all? I'm done. You see, worship is the only ship of the church that started before time was and will continue until time is no more. Worship started before Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai and El Shaddai, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it will exist when the Bible says amen and closes this chapter. You see, before there was a when or a where, a then or there, God sat in the everlasting, exuberant, uh, exuberating peace of timeless eternity, just enjoying being God. And he created a special species, the Bible called angels, and gave three angels specific assignments. He gave to the angel Gabriel the ministry of the word. That's why whenever you hear an angel talk, talk in the Bible, it was always Gabriel. He gave to the ministry of warfare the angel Michael, and that's why when you see war happening in heaven, it's always Michael. Michael is like that cousin of yours that ain't going to do no talking. When you call him, he already know what he's there to do. And then you have the angel Lucifer. He gave worship. 
Lucifer, the son of the morning, the bright one, the gorgeous angel who was in charge of worship, who was a beautiful, majestic angel. The Bible says he was robed in beautiful jewels, topaz and emerald diamonds, beryl and amethyst. It was like that, my brothers and sisters, because God wanted us to see worship. And that way, when the glory of God would shine off Lucifer, it would fill heaven with a rainbow. God put music in Lucifer's throat. And that's why on the day of his creation, God made music that when Lucifer opened his mouth, it would sound like a trumpet, a cornet, a trombone, a baritone, a beautiful orchestra. Why? Because God wanted us to hear worship. But all of a sudden, Lucifer got a glimpse of himself and decided that he that he should be worshipped and not God. And that's why God told him, homeboy, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. So when you look around the angelic host, we still have the angel of the word whose name is Gabriel. We still have the angel of warfare. His name is Michael. But when it came to worship, God didn't promote another angel. What God did, he said, hold on, I've got another plan. He reached down and took a scoop of dirt and made himself a man and blessed you and blessed you and blessed you. That way, now you have the option of saying, if nobody else will worship the Lord, I'll do it by myself. It's why every time the church starts to worship, all hell breaks loose is because the enemy gets mad because you took his place. And I'm wondering as I close, is there anybody on the line that don't mind putting heaven all over your house and wherever you are, letting the devil know uh, and hell know that God has been good to me? If you're not afraid to do it, you ought to worship God everywhere you go. You ought to tell somebody. I, I, I need some Holy Ghost-filled people who's got something to fight for to say, I'm here to do battle. If, if you ain't got nothing else to fight for, let me get out of your way because I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my friends. I'm fighting for my job. I'm fighting for my loved ones. I'm fighting for my peace of mind. I'm fighting for my relationship with God because I'm here to do battle. The battle ain't mine. It belongs to God. As long as God is in charge, I got everything I need. Amen. I could go on and on. Uh, I'm, I got so excited doing this word. Thank God. I praise God for you today. Um, um, uh, I'm done. Uh, anybody want to say good morning? Good morning. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling now. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Pastor nope. Lavelle. It's pretty Patrice. Great word. Good morning. Blessing. I'm here to do battle. I know that's right. I'm on the prayer call. I'm on the prayer call. Yes. Anyone else? Anyone else? No? Okay. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Ruth. Hey, Amazing declaration, always. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Thank you for that beautiful decoration. Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Step on in and do Bible. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh, oh bless your heart. Your good morning, church, yes. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. Miss B. Hey. Declaration. Praise God for you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. It's persistent. Great word. Good word. 
needed words. Blessing. Loved it. Blessing. Good morning, All Pastor right. Lavelle. Kind Kim. Once again, just want to say thank you so much for your declaration. Hallelujah. Hey, amen. Now let me tie that in on the sonship because I can worship because I'm a son. Because of everything he's done for me. I'm a son. And a son ought to praise his daddy. Amen. Anyone else? I just got your text. Thank you. Love you too. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Uh, any aha moments? Any questions? Any comments? Now's your time. Good morning, Pastor. I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was just thinking about that crazy that you placed on me this morning. And when I thought about the fact that I've had some crazy loves in the past, and I had these men that told me things right, and I believed them. I have faith in the fact that they could change and that they can grow and that they could be who they say they're going to be. But I'm so thankful that this love that you could call crazy that I have for God is intentional. And I know I can stand on his word because he doesn't lie. So this is what we're going to talk about today. It's a real love, 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 crazy love. I'm sold out. Love you. Thank you so much. Okay. You need to sing the song the way I tell you to sing it, anime. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Good morning, Pastor DeVos and Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that great declaration. Oh, my God. So the aha moment for me was when you were talking about sitting in church, eating pot rock candies. We was eating violets and mints. We were not allowed to chew gum. I remember that. And I also remember that there was this lady that her name was Sister Joyce. And she got up in front of the church and she started singing amazing things. And Sister Joyce sounded like Mahalia Jackson. And when she started singing that song, I was an usher in my grandmother's church, and I was in the back of the church. And I don't remember anything everybody else does, but all I know they said is I started spinning. I had gotten arrested. God put his hand on me, and all I remember was my grandmother said, you need to pray. And that song, I got saved off of Amazing Grace, not from the preacher preaching. So when you were talking about the sickness of worship in the sanctuary and how sometimes you just got to just leave it right there and let it settle. I'm a witness to that. So I just want to thank you. And I just had this conversation yesterday with my prayer partner about how worship has saved my life and how I get up in the morning at 3 a.m. and I start to worship him and I just thank him for taking me through the process of life. But everything that I, that's connected to me is through the word and through worship. So thank you. Amen. God bless you, Trey. All right. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else? Com- hey, questions, Pastor comments? Hey. hey, Pastor Bill. Um, It's Rochelle again. Uh, you know, everything you said, it just, it brings back so many flashbacks. And I think about um, how part of us going to church and growing up in church was um, the process, just like we, you know, are being taught things at home that we're being taught um, in the church. And 
we watch our big brothers and our big sisters and how they treat the church and which is we are the church, but how they worship and and praise God because that there was that sonship or that um that example that we had to follow. And little did we know all that time that we were sitting there, you know, we were being happy with our little, um, I call them snack packs and all that. Me and my cousin used to sit in the back and pop gum and see who can blow the biggest bubbles. But little did we know, sitting in the presence of the deacons, uh, moaning and how they would close their eyes and look up to heaven and get a rhythm and a clap and sing a harm, a, a horn, a, a certain a harmony um, unto praise and worship, how was teaching us as we were growing up and what it means to praise and what how it is to worship. So you said a lot, but I, that brought back so many memories of just sitting in the church uh, listening and how there was a sound that changed when the deacon began to worship in song. So thank you, sir. Thank you for taking us back and reminding us um, of where it all started. Amen. Did you notice, did you notice in that text that he did not send in the army? He did not send in the priests, but he sent in the praise team to worship. Did y'all, yeah, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear what I said? He sent in the praise team to worship. So that's why my worship is for real. That's why our worship ought to be for real. Some of us play when it comes to worship, but because of my sonship, my sonship, I am a son. I'm a child. I, I've got no other choice but to worship. Yeah, and some of us take it, yeah, some of us miss worship on purpose. Some of us don't mm -hmm. don't get to church until after worship and stuff. I want to be there for worship. Walk in worshiping, bro. But yeah, you know what? Right. Thank you for when you said you were, you know, Sometimes, and that's what I love about my pastor, they shift the chain. So when you're supposed to be given a word, Holy Spirit will to to shift that, and then you just go into full worship, and it changes the whole atmosphere. So I thank you for that, and I also thank you for just reminding us. And, and like Shell said, I can remember sitting in church and not understanding a lot of the moaning and the you know the praising that was going up because we're in the back eating sunflower seeds and getting in trouble for putting the shells on the back of the pew. Okay, that's all I'm sorry. That was my brother. But just to know that worship is what we were created to do, to really worship him because he He deserves our worship. And like you said, it's not for play. It's real. So I love you, and I appreciate you for doing Bible because you don't do declarations. You You really get the scripture, and you just break it down the way we can understand it. So I appreciate you, sir. Amen. When I was coming up, they said, when you moan, the devil don't know what you're moaning about. I guess y'all didn't grow up the way I grew up, but I'm glad the devil don't know what I'm moaning about. <laughs> Anyone else? Come on. Amen. What do you get on Declare Victory for? Are you here to do battle? Are you here to do warfare? 
Is there anybody on here ready to do warfare and, and intercede on behalf of other folks who got stuff going on, who's dealing with stuff, who got bills they can't pay, who's fighting cancer, who's fighting loneliness, depression? I mean, is there anybody? You don't know what she had to deal with last night, let alone this morning. I got a member that's calling me right now. Her daughter's stuck in Rancho Cordova, and she's calling me pastor to help go get her daughter and so I'm 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 getting dressed right now because today is my day off to go to go uh help pick up her daughter gonna fight this traffic to Rancho Cordova to get her daughter. I am here to do battle. Is there anybody else? Good morning it's sunshine and I'm here to do battle for my family. Amen. I know that's right. Amen. 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 I mean, do we ever look at the word, look at that text and see what Jehoshaphat and Jehaziel was up against? Um, people that they could have destroyed, but they didn't destroy. But now they've come to destroy them, but they don't have to do any fighting because why? It belongs to God. Their job was to watch and to worship and let God do the fighting. You, 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 I, I hear what you're saying, Pastor, if I let her get away with this, if I let them get away with this, they're they going to be taking advantage of me. It's going to look like I'm weak and stuff and all of that. No, sometimes you just got to let God do what God is going to do. And you do your part. You do worship and war, your warfare is worship and let God do what God's going to do. Go ahead. Hey, Didi, I wanted to say what you just said. Pastor Nuss said that yesterday, how when you just learn to let God handle it and not try to do it, and that's what I think. I know I needed to hear that because we want to respond or we want to react to stuff, and we just got to let God take care of that. Don't don't even give it energy, and it's easier said than done. But there are some warfare is so real, it doesn't stop. But when you understand when we say stuff, we say scripture, like he show, he t- teaches our hands to war. Does he really or do we really just get in a place where we get, because we're human, we're going to have emotions. But if we really just remind God what his word is and we're dealing with stuff, we can just put the word on it, if that makes sense. It's not easy. I'm not saying I got it all. No, but to learn to just give it to God and let God handle it. I'm just going to tell God. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go back and forth and uh, no, because we got to learn what warfare really is. And the enemy wants us to go go at one another and to, to you know, to, to feel a way or think a way. And when you said that, what are you showing up every morning at 6 a.m. for? Are you showing up interceding? Are you showing up to listen, to hear? What is it really for? Because warfare is real. It really is. Amen. Amen. Yesterday... <laughs> I I couldn't preach at the eight eight o'clock service because the spirit was too high. I'm glad I didn't preach because I was I was sorely discouraged. Y'all didn't y'all don't think your pastor get discouraged? Sometimes the pastor gets discouraged because he's got to deal with with y'all. And and I don't know if you've ever realized that or not, but. And consider the fact, but not not only that, I've got two churches. I've got Sacramento and I've got Stockton. And and it it seems to me sometimes that the people of today are not like the people of yesterday. And and 
And yesterday, I, I pulled up to the Stockton Church discouraged after having a, a morning filled with worship. And as I was getting out the car, this is what the Lord gave me, what I just declared. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And I began to feel better understanding that my job was to just worship and let God fight my battle. <laughs> and, and, and the person that had been giving me all the hell at the Stockton Church didn't even show up yesterday, so that was even better. I wish I had me a witness here. All right, anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Pastor Lavelle, I think sometimes our praise and worship is for, a lot of times it is, it's for ourselves, but it's for somebody else. When Judah goes in, that's the praise, even for that hellion that's giving you the hell in the church. So sometimes we just got to praise that hell up out of the church. And I'm not saying the person, but I'm saying whatever it is that's the, that's the serving the peace in the church. So we're going to pray. And sometimes you got to pray the, the person, too. Cut it out, Pastor. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Anyone else? Come on, real quick. Come on. Come on. We got a little more before we leave. Come on. All right. I guess if there's not another, amen. Uh, John P. Key going to be in, in Oakland on Saturday, and he's going to be in Stockton on Sunday. And, y'all, I am excited. I am elephant happy and honeymoon glad to go see John P. Key on this coming uh, Sunday. So um, 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 I'm, I, and, and he's a worshiper, so I'm looking forward to worshiping on this weekend. Amen, amen. Um, I'm praying for you the rest of this day. Um, have a wonderful Monday. Um, uh, and um, don't forget TNT Bible study, prayer and Bible study tomorrow night. Uh, come here an awesome word from the Lord on tomorrow night at 630. Uh, prayers at 6. Uh, I love every last one of you. Thank you for asking me to declare. Thank you for allowing me to be a blessing. And I pray that you all have a wonderful day in the Lord today. Enjoy your day. Be blessed. Have a great day, everyone. Love you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a nice day. Have a blessed day, everybody. Yeah, have a blessed day, Lavelle. Everyone have a blessed day. Walk in victory, family. Yes. Love you too, sis. That crazy one. Crazy. I'll call you later.